Thank you, Tony. How are you, Tony? Tony's our sound guy. Say hello to Tony, everybody. Brilliant. Thank you. Tony just turned 21. He's so young. You're so young and you work in comedy. How do you think you're going to look in 10 years, Tony? Like a 1 to 10 scale? Probably a 6. How do you think you look now, Tony? A 6. <laughs> I think you can do that. I think you could accomplish your goals. See, are you, Tony's 21. When I was 21, I came to uh, this city, this fair city, uh, Long Island. I went to, no, no one comes to Long Island City at 21 except Tony. I went to New York City for the first time, and um, I saw the band that you just heard, the band called Coheed and Cambria, and they played a show in the afternoon with this other really good band, this uh, progressive rock band called And You Know Us by the Trail of the Dead. And uh, the cool thing about Annie Noel, You Will Know Us by the Trail of the Dead, is uh, they love drugs and they like having two drummers. And this was part of the CMJ Music Showcase. So they had the ice cream man outside the show. For those of you in the room and for those of you listening at home, the ice cream man is uh, this magical man that travels the world giving out ice cream to bands for free. That's his entire job. He's got a great job. So what I heard when I went outside of the show was uh, the dead one ice cream. So every time I come to New York, I just think of the dead one ice cream and Coke because they really want a Coke, too. Um, I, I never got into to drugs, actually. I was that asshole anarchy, but not really anarchy kid. And uh, I grew up in this, this western village of, uh, of Chicago, Illinois, and I went to this high school called Fenwick. Fenwick High School. Fenwick High School you might have heard of in the past few weeks because we uh, – had a recent Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, he he was uh, he's a good writer because he won an award saying that. But uh, also he was uh, one of the very few African kids, not African American, but African kids. And I went to this sort of progressive Catholic high school where uh, some of the people threw banana peels at him, and uh, that's 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 uh, why we're famous. Uh, so that's a cool thing. And the other cool thing is uh, the other guy that uh, w uh, went to our high school recently, he won Jeopardy, this guy named Colby Burnett. And uh, if you uh, Google Colby Burnett, all you'll see is just pages on pages of pages of, of people calling him a smug asshole. So that, that's the high school I went to. It was great. I didn't really fit in. Um, I didn't not fit in. I'm a kick-ass dude. I'm cool at sports. I'm cool at music. Chicks, dudes, everybody. We all fucked. It was great. No, but I was the kind of guy that uh, I, I like to write my opinions. I had a lot of beliefs and opinions. So I was a journalist, kind of. I was the editor of our uh, high school paper, co-editor. And uh, it's really cool because I'm at, in the room tonight is the other editor of that paper. I haven't seen her in probably 10 years. So this is just a magical moment for me tonight on a Tuesday night in Long Island City. I think, like, we did it, guys. I'm just so happy that we could have this finally. We were, whatever. We got in trouble after the first issue that we were editors for because I wrote a movie review of the film Dogma by Kevin Smith. And I said how it was an important film that will just live on forever. And uh, it's the kind of film that's really going to change the face of Catholicism. Um, it didn't, but more importantly, the priests there got really upset with me, so I got thrown under the bus for that. Um, two issues later, we were a monthly, two issues later, uh, I got kicked off the newspaper because I was being a cool dude again. And I started my own zine. I started a zine called Foul. And I did that zine for like 10 years and it was never good. But here's, the, I'm not saying that this is good, but I'm just like, there's a theme. There's a continuation, guys. So I did this zine for 10 years, and I would travel the country to wonderful places like Iowa 
and go to zine conferences in Ohio and other states that could only afford four letters. And here's my claim to fame. When I made Foul, I did a reading with the drummer from Fugazi, who no one knows the name of because he played drums. And uh, I did a reading, and, and Ian Mackay showed up. What a cool dude. He showed up in the bar. What a cool dude. My reading was about how good R. Kelly was at fucking kids. Ian Mackay didn't like that, but Ian Mackay's an idiot because R. Kelly to this day is still A, number one at fucking kids. Don't ever... Still the best at that. And uh, my, my friend went up next, and her piece was very, very political. We were zinesters. We, like, we changed the world, guys. I mean, we did. We rocked against Bush. You saw what happened. We rocked against him. Who's in the office now? Me. I won. I'm the president. She wrote and read a piece about how voting doesn't matter. Well, Ian Mackay did not like that. Ian Mackay did not like that. He started stomping his foot. And I was 20, but in, uh, I think it was Iowa, whatever. In Iowa, they don't care about age, and they just give you beers. So I spilled my entire half pitcher of beer on Ian Mackay. And then I smoked a cigarette and kept blowing it in his face. Nothing has changed in my life. I'm okay with that. This is exactly who I'm supposed to be. It's, I'm, I came from that same school that threw fucking banana peels at an African man who went on to win the Pulitzer. I got kicked off the newspaper. Not the kid throwing banana peels. By the way, it's... This guy was a dick, and no one said anything because his mom died of cancer when he was 12, so he got away with everything. He walked around with uh, vials full of piss and would put them in your pocket and just go, ah, and you can't, well, your mom's dead. You, like, no matter what, I won, but still, that's not the point. The point is, I had pockets fulls of piss. R. Kelly pisses on ladies. The world is pure and good, and we finally made it to the creek in the cave, a place I've wanted to do the show for two years. Uh, final, final part of this rampant off the wall. Oh, I'm just crazy, guys. I mean, ke- ke- keep up, catch up. And the musician Kesha. I annoyed the piss out of... It's a piss-themed show. I annoyed the, the lovely owner of this place, Rebecca Trent, like two years ago, the first time I came here. Because uh, my friends lived across the street, and I saw a bunch of shows. And I was like, I totally want to do a show here. And I annoyed her so much where she didn't answer an email for, like, easily 18 months. And I, I, she was totally right. Like, completely right. So I just want to say, no matter what happens, like, you could... You could throw piss in my pockets. You could throw banana peels at me. I want to thank Rebecca so much for letting me do this here. She's a great lady, and we're going to do a talk show. This is a talk show. The show is called You Me Them, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. It's going to be a fun show. Really quick, that voice I just did, I've been, I wanted to throw this out. Um, it's not a gay voice. When I'm doing a gay voice, it's not a gay voice. What that voice is to me is I'm successful and rich. Because when I'm, when I'm billionaire rich and like, I'm literally going to piss, see, piss theme. I'm going to do stuff to money. That's how I'm going to sound. I'm going to buy schools, give, give it to the zinesters and see what cool art happens. And just, yay, everything's fun. So that's going to be the show tonight. It's going to be a good show. I'm going to walk over here to this area, and this very, very good comic, he's been packing palaces around the nation. He played Auburn Hills, packed room. He played played where the Ravens played. That's a football team, guys. Catch up. He opened for the Ravens. He just murdered them. Murderer's row. Don, don, don. Him and Ray Lewis murdering people nonstop, slaying people with jokes. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for a man who has two separate pronunciations of his last name, Ben Cronenberg or Ben Cronenberg, everybody. Here we go. Thank you. 
thinks I'm going to put this back in here. I like that it was handed to me, though. You know, like this is some sort of relay race. And luckily I was in the first. If you're the first part of the relay, do you feel like you're in a relay race? Or like like from like two to the next, to all the other people feel like they're. It's always hard to know what to talk about when given the opportunity to talk about it. Because at one point in your life, there there was that thing that made you want to go places and talk about things. But then you get to that place where, does it really matter? Have you been shaking your head the whole time? <laughs> Well, he's right to do that. That's what I'd be doing. It's a talk show. <laughs> There's two types of weed. There's sativa. And there's indica. And there's like an infinite amount of strains between the two cross-pollinating weeds. I'm more of an indica weed. Kind of weed that makes you want to go to sleep or whatever. <laughs> but will like wake you up with the munchies. Or diarrhea. Have you ever woken up having to just go diarrhea? Has that happened to you? It's not the worst way to wake up. One worst way to wake up. No, it was going to be a, no, never mind. If there was three more people here, I would have already been two minutes into a situation with a heckler. <laughs> but because there's just this like particular amount of people here, that hasn't happened. And for that, I'm thankful. Post-Thanksgiving thankfulness. So you don't have to reserve all your love for Valentine's. You don't have to reserve all your thankfulness and hunger for Thanksgiving. You don't have to reserve all your selfishness for your birthday. You don't have to reserve all your kindness for Christmas. You don't have to reserve all your explosiveness for whatever that holiday is. You don't have to reserve anything. 
Walk-ins welcome. <laughs> no reservations required. In fact, we don't take reservations. And encourage walking walking in. It's easier for me to cry on command than it is for me to conjure a boner. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I know how to arrive at crying face before I know how to do the other thing. I'm not bragging about that. Showing your boner to somebody will get you thrown in jail. But crying in front of somebody can get you a spot on a show. And that's what happened here. <laughs> that's how I got a spot on this show. It wasn't because I showed him my boner. It's because I showed him my heart. And I guess that's all I have to do. I mean, what... what how the show needs to go on, but it also needs to stop at some point. Thank you. Ben Kronberg, everybody. Bring the mic. Mike, Mike. You did it, man. On a scale of one to ten, how uh, artistic was that? One to ten. Um, it was... Uh, How artistic? Yes. That's a subjective term. <coughs> and math isn't subjective. Maybe like <laughs> maybe like a four. Okay, okay. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. How comfortable are you with silence? I'm I'm as comfortable with silence as I am with um disappointment. On a scale of one to ten. Ten. Okay. How would you describe your coat for the listener at home? It's not real leather. Really? Yeah, it's um 
It seems like uh, it should be, because it's really tattered and you look like part two of the thriller video, but gray, in a good way. Why did you ask me to describe it when you knew how to describe it? Why? You're the one wearing it. I mean, I thought it was. Lovely. Yeah, but I didn't wear it, so I would like. Do you go around wearing clothes and describing them to people? If people ask me, absolutely. Did I think for the listener at home? I, of course, I will describe what I'm listen. wearing. Bless you. <laughs> Uh, it's gray. It's a gray it's thing. Cool. That, like I got, I you know. <sighs> you have a good outfit on tonight. J- thank you. Yeah. Um. This is the quietest show. What I've did ever you? Had. How did no, you want it to be? This. This is a nice surprise. How, how did you want it to be? This. I would think that if we were dating, we would see a lot of art films. Is that true or false? I've been waiting to date somebody where I could watch art films. Really? Yeah. Which, wh- wh- who are some of the directors you'd like to watch art films with? Not date. Like, you want to date a director. Who is that? So I'm, living I'm, or dead. So I'm watching the film with the director. Yeah, but it doesn't, you don't have to watch their film. You have to date a director. You could watch any films. You could watch romantic. You could watch some rom-coms. I don't care. But who is that art director that you're watching those films with? You want me to a production designer? Sure. Are you talking about a production designer? You tell me. Because isn't that the art this director? This is your fantasy. Do you want, you want the director or the art director? I want the director. The art director could be there. You guys like, you're going to watch Home Alone 2. If it's Boz Lerman, the art director is definitely going to need to be there. Are you excited? But it's not Boz Lerman. Okay. I don't know. I, I, uh, Are you uh, a f- uh, uh, Woody Allen? I mean, Woody Allen. I, Woody Allen. He, he's 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 made the coolest. Is he the reason you moved to New York? That I've hated and liked at the same Is, time. It, when you saw Annie Hall, were you thinking like I haven't one, seen Annie Hall? When you saw Manhattan, I haven't seen Manhattan. When you saw, when you saw Sweet and Low Down, I haven't seen Sweet and Low Down with when, Sean Penn. When you saw, <laughs> when you saw Celebrity starring Kenneth Branagh. Were you thinking, this is the guy, I'm going to move to New York so we can date? I moved to New York because my first night here visiting my friend, I got a blowjob in the back of a cab. Where, what neighborhood were you in when you got the blowjob? I was on the highway. I don't know what neighborhood. That's fancy. You got a you got a yeah. fancy highway blowjob. Yeah. Wait, how many highways are in New York City? We're in it was the BQE. Let's just say it was the BQE. Okay. And that was the thing that maybe like uh, I was like, okay, this is my first night visiting. Yeah, yeah. How long ago was that? Eighteen years. That's cool. Seventeen. In those uh, <laughs> in those eighteen years, how many blowjobs and cabs have you gotten since? That was the only one. Yeah, maybe the trick <laughs> is the total. Maybe the, the trick is traveling. totally fooled me. Yeah, w- the rest of my time here has just been like going to ATMs and buying deli sandwiches. That's all I do. I, I get out eighty dollars and then I go buy a deli sandwich and then wake up with a hangover. Why don't you take a cab home? Maybe something cool will happen. You say you're taking out eighty dollars. Let's do the yeah, math here. Take out eighty dollars because it's not a hundred, but sixty isn't going to be enough. Okay. You know? 
we're that last twenty. Save that. That's your cab money. Okay. That's your blowjob money. Last twenty. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I can't expect it. Well, you, but you got to put yourself in the situation. It's like showbiz, man. You you can't expect these things, but you just got to bring. You got to put yourself out there. Uh, put yourself out there. I've had. I mean, I've had so many showcases on this stage, and I haven't like booked the thing. Well. You know, like, how many so I put my, I've put myself out there, but it's not that I love this place and this is a fun show, but I'm saying I put myself out there and, like, w- when is it going to happen? Well, it's kind of like the secret. What are you telling the universe about blowjobs and bookings at the same time? I mean, this is kind of on you, man. I'm here to help, but I'm not a pimp. So you need to finish this. So where do you want to go tonight? We need to get you in a cab. Onto a highway, preferably with another person in the back or front, because it's weird. <laughs> and they have to be a fun-loving person, and you gotta have a a hard penis. And God, that's all you need. You need those six things. I think we could do that. Are you afraid of success? Is this what this is about? Are you going to hit me physically? I mean, am I afraid of what would happen if I made it so big that, like, I wouldn't want to live anymore? Sure. I was just talking about Roadhead, but you took it to a a different place. Apparently a sexy place. I mean... I don't want to not entertain people. I get it. That's cool. Well, you're a fun dude. I don't want to not make people laugh. You made me laugh. And I think when you think you. I think when you get so big, then you don't make anybody laugh anymore. And I'm afraid of that. Thank you for being honest with us on the show. We, We locked the gates. We cleared some issues. We cleared the air. You made it weird. It was a fun experience, man. How do you think that went, 1 to 10? Does this mean we're done? Yeah, that's what it means. Uh, 10. Oh, man, thank you so much. It's you're, a 10. You're a nice guy. People should follow you on Twitter. You have, that's you all have, I have. No, no, you have a very interesting Twitter account. I think you're at like 5999. I'm at 6,000. You did it! You did it! Yay! Congratulations. Yes, we can, everybody. 6,000 Twitter followers. Get out the vote, Romney 2012. Yes, we can take it back. Good job, buddy. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Ben Kronberger. Sorry for wasting your time. Sorry for wasting your time. You're a fantastic man. That's what I like about coming to New York. You never know what's going to happen, man. It's the city that... Sin City, everybody. Sin City. Uh, coming to the stage is a man who's been on the show before, and uh, I always like taking him out of the comfort zone, which is Manhattan. Ladies and gentlemen, 
One of my favorite guests that we've ever had, and an and actual like kind of role model to me, in like a in a cool dick way. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the coolest dick I know, Brian Moylan, everybody. Brian, take a seat here at the thing. All right, Brian, we met a, uh, roughly a year ago. Mm-hmm. You were currently at Gawker. Yes. Since then, you've gone on to do greater things. Yes. Uh, one of those things is you have, is it a weekly column for Vice? I have a weekly column for Vice. What's it called? It's called Tube Steak. What's it about? It's mostly about my penis. And that's a cool thing to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's. But I want it to be about everyone's penis. Do like, you I really? Hope it's about all penises. That and, seems a little impossible. Well, no, but, and I educate everyone else's penis by doing stupid things to my own penis. But you're not putting your penis in knives. No, or AIDS. but I, I am um, wearing a male chastity device for a week. I took it off for today, though. What does that mean? It, it's basically like a plastic cage you put your dick in and you lock it. And so you can't touch your penis at How all. do you go to the restroom? You can unlock it There's a it hole that. in it. So you have to, like, pee through the hole? Yes. Ooh, that's I know. Weird. It's pretty It's pretty. When bad. you took the device off, how bad was the smell? Oh, it wasn't that bad. Like, yeah. you can keep it clean. Well, you work out. I do. Did you wear that when you worked out? I did, actually. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's, like, big and, like, fucking hangs off your junk. It's pretty Did you gnarly. ever play sports? No, no. You look like it. Do I look like I play sports? Yes. Please. Sexy sports. Oh, I thank you. Not a problem. Water sports. See, that's a sport. Yeah. Now, did you play water polo? I did not play water polo. One of the things in water polo is uh, lots of guys, they're great at being homophobic, and they like to punch dicks. Really? Yeah. Now, when you I like to punch dicks. Now, let's talk about punchy dicks. Sometimes you wear a cup. Have you ever worn a cup, an athletic supporter before? No. See, that's what, like, is this cage actually that bad, or have you just never worn a cup before? Um, it's like, I, I, it's more intense, because it's like, hang, it's like over your dick. I kind of wish you didn't take it off for tonight. No, well, I I would show you, but I mean, I couldn't wear it on the seven train. So you just rolled your eyes at me like that means something. Um, yeah, it means we're in Queens. What's on it? <laughs> and it's named after my people, and I don't even want to be here. You never want to be at places I bring you, and that's why I love you. Uh, let's describe your outfit for the listener at home. Uh, your shoes—they are both dapper and shiny. Thank you. And, uh, and and they're black and pink. They're black and pink. Now, you're wearing a navy blue sock with that. That doesn't um, seem appropriate. No, they're black. No, they're not. They look um, – I thought they were black when I put them on. That but looks they have, like – They have pink dots. How many pairs of socks do you own that match black and pink shoes? Well, black. What about gray? What about a gray with a pink stripe? You can't wear gray shoes with black no, socks. No, 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 a gray sock. No, you can't wear gray socks with black shoes. What about mine? Is this okay? It's kind of matching no, the sweater. No, it's not okay. What? You match your socks to your shoes. No, no, no. I These don't hate cl- straight people. That's what I wanted to talk about. Now, I have a boring dick life. I've been with my fiance a very long time. It's, it's normal. Right. And by normal, I mean like straight. Right. We're very straight people. Well, straight people don't get that just because like you're together, you, your penis can still visit other people, and that's fine. Prove it. Well, prove it without getting me in trouble. Prove it without. Well, you, first of all, she has to be fine with it, and if she's fine with it, and you're fine with it, then who the who the fuck cares? Is your boyfriend fine with it? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Mostly he travels a lot, so it's like mostly when he's gone. Does he know? Um, usually. Well, my boyfriend is kind of kinky, and he like likes to hear about it. 
Yeah, yeah. So, See, everyone that I, I and, and I love having stories to share. Everyone I knew so that I was can. in a relationship like that, it doesn't end well. Really? Yeah. Probably because uh, they heard about the other person fucking other people all the time. Yeah. And at first, it was like, ooh, this is easy to get off. And then it's just like, I'm going to hate fuck you. Now it's almost rape. Oh, but hate fucking is fun, too. To a point. To a point. Exactly. That's true. Then it gets all weird. Yeah. But um, the, I know pl- several couples that have successfully navigated the sort of non-traditional uh, relationship. One of the... the, the all t- of them gay. His yeah. Pe- I, How many straight friends do you have? Um, you. Is that it? Am um, I your token straight? No, I, I, I have like few straight friends, but not many. Why is that? I don't know. I, I'm very intimidated by straight men. I will really? Be yes. You're not intimidated by me at all. No, not really. Cause Am I gay? No, you're cool, not gay. Cool, man. That's cool. Um. But well, I have a lot, I, I have a decent number of female friends, not a lot, and um, you know, and I like the ladies, and but not in that way. Of course. Um, but yeah, I'm very intimidated by straight men. I don't have much in common with many of them, but I do have a penis just like them, which is kind of where I'm trying to go with. I what don't I write think about. this is a gay straight thing. I think this is you live in Midtown. You love Ma- you never leave Manhattan, and it's this is your world. And I, I leave Manhattan. When was the last amount. time you left Manhattan for more than three days? For um, that's a good question. I I went somewhere else uh, to go to Fire Island. No, What's Fire Island? Gay. For the listener at home, uh, what is Fire Island? Fire Island is a really faggoty ass. There you go. That got ruined by a hurricane. Maybe because no, I went to Nantucket God. and Nantucket was full of straight people. Like, oh my God, it was insane. I turned on Grinder. Do you straight people know what Grinder <laughs> is? Um, so I turned on Grinder and it was like. 100 feet away, 200 feet away, 28.3 miles away. It was like there were two oh, no. other faggots on the island, and then all the other people were, like, on the mainland. It was insane. You just, and one of those fags was my boyfriend. You just wrote, like, a really powerful poem. What? Tony's getting laid on his 21st birthday. Tony, when was your actual 21st birthday, Tony? Turn the god mic on. October 27th. Did you get laid on your birthday? <laughs> no. Are you cute? He's charming. I'll give you that. Because, I mean, I'll suck your dick on stage. No, you wouldn't. Uh, He's too young. He's not for you. He's, he's too 21. Y- That's plenty old. Yeah, but he looks 21. That's the thing. He doesn't look... Tony, you look good for your age. Does that make sense? Yeah, thanks. Like, I'm... <laughs> I don't look good for my age. I look not my age, which is good, but for my... I look like a zitty super boy. Like, I understand that. Check out my zit. All right. Thank you, Tony. Sweet dick. Right, Tony? Yeah, sweet dicks. Okay, uh, how do what you judge a dick about? from one to ten? Like, uh, what's a how normal? do I judge? That's a dick an from awful question. 10? That's kind of sexy. Well, like, duh, size matters first of all. Girth or size? Um, it depends on what you're doing. Continue. Um, because like, if it's wide and going in your mouth, that's cool. But if it's wide and going in your butthole, that's not cool. Yeah. Well, it, that it, is, it, you know, it that's is true. cool, but it takes like a while to get to cool. Who do you think is more Have likely? Have you ever sucked a dick? No. Um, Sorry. No, that's fine. Thanks, man. Have li- you ever sucked something that wasn't a dick? I'm sure. Really? Yeah. You've had relations with a lady. Oh, well, I experimented with heterosexuality in college. How, how did this go? Um, all right. 
What was the what was the experiment? Take us through the scientific process. Um. Well, no. Like I dated I dated a lady for like maybe a month. Okay. What'd you guys do? You know, most of it. No, I don't know most of it. You made out. Most of we made out. You touched her. I touched her. Over and under. Close. No. Yes. Okay. No. No oral then you, sex. Okay. Then you didn't do most. You were yeah. in college. You dated for a month and you didn't do anything. Well, no, like we did, like I didn't eat her out, but like, because I, I don't know, that's too close and personal for me. There you go. So you've answered the question. But I feel like that's something that I should try. Don't. Really? No. I just feel like no, that no, should... not because it's no, it's awesome, it's the best, but don't do it because it's gonna hurt somebody. Why? Really? Who do you know that'd be like, yeah? That's true. Eat me out. Keep telling me it's gross while you're doing it. I'll have well, the best self-esteem forever. I wouldn't tell you that it's well. Yes, you know. would. I might. You would do that, and that's fine going into it. But it, like, no one that's going to be on the other end of that's going to be someone that's like healthy. But I feel like <laughs> in any way, or not a prostitute. Um, I feel like we should all like experience like everything that life has to offer. No, we shouldn't. Really? No. Oh. Do you? I, here's a simple. Do you? Okay. Oh, hey, I watched that guy uh, get whipped. That was awful. Should I get whipped? Um, I would try. I well, that's why I have this like stupid penis column because I'm willing to like do all these retarded things. Yeah. With my penis, and I, I, I don't know. I just think it's like fun. I just like to do like weird new things. How old are you? I am 34. Are you worried that it's gonna get old? What? Not, like, physically old, but, like, you're going to get tired of writing about your dick. Um, well, I mean, there are only so many dick stories I have in me. How many more do you have in you? I don't know. Pro- enough for a weekly column, I yeah. guess. Um, I don't know. Like, well, I wrote about porn for several years. Yeah, but that's different. I got different. sick of that. You were, of course. And then I wrote about giving up porn. That's, to me, way more fascinating. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're not participating. Now you are the participant. It's true. <sighs> You know? Yeah. We'll one, of the, one of the pieces I, I liked the most was your piece about being abstinent for a while. It's true. And how hard it was for you. Well, it was hard. It was hard. What was weird was, like, when I quit watching porn, like, I couldn't get hard, like, not watching porn. Yeah. And it was very strange. And then you – and I like the resolution of that piece. What, that I went back to porn? But you didn't need it. It was just enjoyable. That's true, but, like, It's like yeah. you're not really an addict, but you're kind of an addict. A lot of, of people addict. didn't like that. Yeah, they were really? like, oh, this is sad. Like, you went back to porn. Yeah, because like, you yeah, actually showed porn. a sense of self. That's why people thought, oh, you're reading. It's vice. I mean, come on. That's true. I but thought it was really good. That's one of the reasons I liked it. Why, thank you. Yeah, you I actually cared that. about something. Did you read about when I went to straight people's strip clubs? Yeah, that was, and I kind of feel bad because I was like, did I ever do that? Stuff. What? Oh, you also wrote the straight person's guide to gay bars as well. That's true. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Yeah. Well, no. And then I went to to see lady strippers. I don't think I with, read that one with my other token straight friends. <laughs> and yeah, it was very odd. Like I thought it was going to be fun, like showgirls. No. Th- wait. What? Okay. And it was it was not showgirls. It was um, sad. Uh, here's an honest guy truth. I've never been to a straight strip club. Really? Been to gay strip clubs. Really? Yeah. Did you have you been to Secrets? No. Oh, Secrets is fucking amazing. This is in Washington, D.C. I know none of you know what it is. And it's this crazy strip club. And when I lived in D.C., 
It was in like southwest, I guess. Really? DC. Yeah. For those of us at home, that's like ninety percent African American. No, no, no. That no, that's southeast. This is southwest, which is like t- super, oh, super tiny. Shit. Okay. Yeah, and it's now where the baseball stadium is. Yeah, they like, Spark, yeah. yeah, they they paved all over, and so they moved secrets like even even further out. It's like in the middle of nowhere. And it's two stories, and the first story is drag queens, and then the second story is strippers. Male strippers. Male strippers. And well, they're not the – stripper is a misnomer. It's because they just come out, like, naked and hard. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Well, and then in the old – Wait, wait. Secrets, how do you tip a naked stripper? They wear socks, and you put the money in their socks. For real. Does anyone wear boots? Um, probably. I'm guessing the guy that's in the boots is making the most money. Yeah. Socks are kind of disgusting. Well, and, and the best part about the old secrets was that, so in the old secrets, it was one floor and they had drag queens on one side and strippers on the other side. And to get from one side to the other, you had to go through the men's room. There was like a hallway. Like So what you're saying room. is this is the perfectly designed club. Oh yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But it, um, that seems like here when we're going to treat you like shit until you're 18, but now Everything is like heaven for sex. Yeah, that's not. It's not worth it, but it's, it's a decent trade-off. It. it does get better. Does it? Yeah, what mostly. If what if until you get anal warts. There, have you gotten anal warts? No, thank, thank Christ. Really? I, you're I'm a religious re- man. I'm, I'm real. I've, I'm really slutty. I will say, and I knock on wood have never had a, an STD. I have had a crab infestation more that than doesn't one. Count. That but doesn't yeah, count. no. I mean, those are easy. Yeah. I mean, you can get those on the 7 train. Callback. That was a good yeah, callback. Yeah, thank you. That was a good thank callback. You. You're welcome. Uh, one of the things I like about you is that you got out of D.C. and uh, true. You don't seem to hate D.C. No, I I enjoy D.C. And from what I hear, it's gotten considerably cooler when I left because I left during the second Bush administration. Yeah, it has. And I've it only been awful. there for two years, and it took me like a year to actually like it. And now it's not bad, but it's still not great. It's I still was there, D.C. I was there for 10 years. Yeah, that's a long time. It was a really long time. Well, I went to school there, and then I was in grad school, and then I was just there. And then I was trying to get out and couldn't. And um, But you got out to here. Yes. Now, I need some advice from you. Um, other than just saying, like, just go. What are some of the things I need to be doing to both like it D.C. and not hate it because I'm in D.C. Uh-huh. And find a way to come here and not hate here. Well, I think that – um, when I was in D.C., one of the things that I really went out of my way to do was, like, do all the fun things that are in D.C. and, like, Which are? experience them. Well, like, there's all sorts of, like, crazy, like, readings and programs and whatever at all those museums and stuff. And there are some cool clubs and cool shows yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Um, I worked at 930 Club when I lived Did there. You yeah, for many years. And so I was, like, kind of really plugged into that whole, like, music scene. Yeah. And, you know, could get into most places for free and whatever. And I wrote for the Washington Blade, so I was king of the gays. And How can I be king of the gays without being gay? Um, that would be very difficult. As, as a straight man, that would be really hard. Is that you inherent- could become a drag queen. Is that inherently sexist or homophobic for me to even ask that question? I realized it while I was asking um, it. It no. sounds pretty Hitler-esque. No, it's cool. I... It's a, it depends on, like, where you're coming from, but I know that your heart is in a good place. Speaking of my heart in a good place, I cover the drag race for the first time for really? work. Um, here's another tip. I give these tips out for the kids at home. If uh, Being a journalist is actually cool 
because you get to do stuff that you really shouldn't be able to get to do. No. One of the things is walk the drag race with the drag queens two hours before anybody else. Oh, you, oh, you, you mean the high heel race? Yeah, the high heel race. Th- th- which is like the it's, one cool indigenous thing to DC. It was amazing. It honestly, yeah. hands down, was amazing. Did you dress? No, because I was covering it. I had I shot photos for like two hours. Have you been to the Miss Adams Morgan pageant? No. I need to go? You need to go. Fuck. All right, I'll do that. Anyways, that's super good. I, this is I, I don't know if you saw the photos. Uh, I highly doubt it, but um, my absolute favorite is uh, these five queens. It was fucking brilliant. They were the cast of the View. Oh my god, they that's fa- they that's built fantastic. a desk. Oh, work. and they ran with the fucking desk. That's amazing. The mayor obviously took photos. It was like it it, and they postponed it due to Sandy. Really? And it was like the city recovering from Sandy. No joke. It was amazing. <laughs> was the drag race? Yeah. That's hilarious. It was great. I used to hate the um, the drag race because when I wor- worked at the Washington Blade, like mm-hmm. the drag race is always the Tuesday before Halloween. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, it's sponsored by a bar and it's a bunch of drag queens and they run like three blocks. But they don't – like the race isn't – like no one really cares yeah, about, it's the about the race or the win. Before and after. Yeah, like everyone comes in and walks around the street and they're in like super elaborate like drag queen costumes. And um, it's always the Tuesday before Halloween. Yep. And like – Starting in July, we would start getting calls like, when's the high heel race? When's the high heel race? It's like, you motherfucker. It's yeah. the same goddamn day every year. If it makes you feel any better, the, Stupid pr- queens. the press people, I'm using air quotes, are awful people. They, they claim that uh, they have no stats about it whatsoever. It makes it impossibly difficult to write about. Yeah. So we just end up running photos. Yeah. They're, well, it's, it's run. JR's, the gave our sponsor. They will it. not take credit. Really? Yeah, now we're going way too inside baseball. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, God bless America. Isn't it a good country? It is a good country. Um, Aren't you disappointed in what happened in the election? Wouldn't it have been better the other way? Um, well, I vote for First Lady, and Michelle Obama like, clearly <laughs> wins. Could you have said something not as gay? Um, no, I mean, I have, like, a giant, life-size, like, Jackie O. Like, Did I tell you wall. I met Michelle Obama? No. I met Michelle I Obama hear every in 2004. Single... My chair just broke. Okay. <laughs> Um, oh, the my God. No, no. That's part of the stage. I almost fell off the stage. Um, I met Michelle Obama in 2004. How were her arms? And what was she wearing? Gold. Gold sleeveless dress. This is pre-designer, Michelle. This okay. is Senate victory night. Um, arms, whatever. This is I'm not trying to objectify a woman. Her backside. Her back, butt, and thighs. That is the most impressive part of Michelle. Really? Incredibly toned. Incredibly toned. <laughs> Like a runner's body, but here's, but not like weird steroidy. Like I only work on these three parts of my body. It was amazing. Uh, I hugged her for a very long time. We had our arms around each other. It was awesome. Uh, I told her the only reason why my mother voted for your husband is because uh, uh, she knows that you run everything in the family. <laughs> and then see, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I vote for first lady. Uh, at the time, she was making a shitload more money than him. Uh, she actually, I think, is smarter than him. I kind of see a lot of similarities between my fiance and I. Um, I like Barack Obama, I'm from Africa. I never met my father. Um, and like Michelle Obama, she's from a really cool, supportive fa- parents and has an awesome backside. I'm describing women like horses. Sorry, women. Um, but yes, she. Everything you've heard about, and this is before like all I have to do is like be the presenter of the country. This is when she had a full-time fucking job. Right. And, like, young kids, she looked amazing. She's I, I, she's phenomenal, but I will say, I think we all missed out on some Teresa Heinz Carey. No, we didn't. Oh, yeah. my God. She's fantastic. She is, but we really missed out on Cindy McCain. 
John McCain's oh, wife. Here, yeah, but, John McCain called her the c-word. Really, to her yeah, face? To her face in a mic. That was pretty cool. That's pretty I no awesome. longer say that word on the show because they said that about Michelle Bachman and it made people very upset. That's the C word. Yeah, now I, I just love say the C word. I can't get away with it because it sounds really? like I'm just the worst. Well, in 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 gay to translate for like cunt is like a positive. It's like girl, you look as cunt. Yeah, I didn't say it that way. Yeah, well, maybe if you if you gate it up a little. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. I'm not, I'm I'm nothing nothing about being gay, but it was still Michelle Bachman. That's true. Yeah, oh, she it she's See? the worst. There. See, you didn't even do it. You said she's the worst. I know. Well, I was going to, but apparently there's some ban on calling oh, Michelle Bachman a, big, a cunt. I got a big. There's not really a ban. I oh. mean, it is America. Michelle Obama is president. It's pretty cool. Um, um, I I just want to say I would watch a reality show called The First Ladies Club. I don't want to watch that show. No, I don't want to watch that show. She's too good for that. Like when when she said that I, she watches Real Houses, I was incredibly disappointed. Oh. We're different okay, people. We're hold different on. people. Hold on. We need, we need to have a, a little discussion for a minute. Have you actually watched an episode of The Real Housewives? No. Then you cannot say that you don't want to watch it because The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is a modern American tragedy. It's like a Tennessee Williams play. Do you think that every she's – Every once a week. Do you think that she's watching it in that way? I, she is an intelligent – human being so she's and laughing you can't help but so what it. she's doing is laughing at weak people you're not no you're not laughing at them you're laughing right now no you're you're not laughing at them it's like you don't laugh at stella in streetcar named desire what if you're weird well i mean i can't help what weird people do <laughs> okay here's why i can't believe you in any single way you love the show revenge uh, I loved past oh, tense, okay, the okay. show Revenge. Right. It, it ruined itself. It ruined itself. Final final uh, topic of discussion. Are we not going to talk about Drag Race That's once? what we're talking okay, about. Good. Okay, uh, I am a very, very big RuPaul's Drag Race fan. We're almost done with RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Are we not done? I haven't seen the last two episodes because of the show. I've been running oh, okay. around. Okay. Now, where I left off was uh, the lip sync for your life when there are four, and all of a sudden there are still four uh, contestants. Well, first of all, we need to talk about teams because Team All-Stars was fucking bullshit. Well, okay, Drag Race is my favorite reality show, hands down. No other way around. I I would venture to argue that it is the best competitive reality show on television. Agreed completely. Okay, now this season is called RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Now, regular RuPaul's Drag Race starts in January because they know football season is about to end and I need a new sport. So they always start in January. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because they're so concerned about the gays. Like, oh, football's over. It's for me. I can't stare at Mark Sanchez's ass anymore. He's the only football player I right now. I knew it. By the I way. knew it because no one that actually likes the sport would mention him. Okay, so you, he's hot. He's okay. I'd hit it. But you you didn't even see the sound guy, and you I said you suck his was, dick. I asked if he was cute. You asked if he was cute. Never mind. Okay, so <laughs> this this is like an extra an extra season. So it started in October, and right. uh, they had this bullshit thing where it's teams. So all of a sudden, these awesome queens are instantly gone. Right. I've been wrong every fucking week, by the way, in I my mean, predictions. Fucking Yara Sophia made it like as far as she has. Yara kind of grew on me throughout the really? season. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, and like 
Pandora box, like, uh, kicks off the first week One. of Mimi on first. Show. Why did you bring back Mimi on first? You did that because you knew it would fuck somebody you know over. I'm going to say something potentially controversial. You should have Mimi on first on the show. She's really funny. Here's the thing about Mimi on first. She's an interesting character. She's just not that quality. It's no. not fair to her to put her at that level. I know we've lost all of you. I don't care. <laughs> this is my show, and this is the guy I wanted to talk about the show. Okay. Now, who did you see the finale? I did not see the finale, but I know who wins. God damn it. Well, do you think it was worth it overall? Do you think that the, the All-Stars edition was worth it? Uh, no. I'm going to say All-Stars was botched. Like, they botched yeah. a really good opportunity. They really did. And that's but, the disappointing thing. I know. And and I, I don't know how much life the RuPaul has in it. I'm hoping that – I think I'm just a little down on it and that – like, I mean – Latrice Royale was gone way before her time. I like agree all completely. the great ones were gone yeah. like way too early yeah. because of the stupid teams. Yeah. And yeah, it was just awful. Here to sum it all up, uh, one of the things that makes Drag Race so great is you see the progression from uh, like an up and comer or a vet, and you see them work and, and progress and learn how to adapt. But in the All Star situation, they just threw them together and they gave them the worst challenges. Like they brought them outdoors oh, the all the time. They didn't learn anything. There were zero mentors. It was just, it wasn't cutthroat. It was just kind of boring. It was kind of like watching the middle of a run of a play or something. Like there was nothing exciting about it. You really want to see the rehearsals and then the last stuff. So what, what we're really trying to say is uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is the, is the most important show on television. Yes. And you should all watch it. Like, not even, like, seriously or ironically. Like, you should just watch it. It's good. I, I've, I've turned a lot of people onto it. And uh, it, Do you have a party? Do you have, like, RuPaul Drag Race party? No, I get really upset when anybody talks. So really? I watch it alone. Yeah, I'm not joking. I, I get really upset. Cause, cause, Do you like, watch football with people? Uh, I no longer watch. I watched it. Seriously, you're a million owls in Washington, D.C. It's an awful no. bar. It's an awful bar. Where I watched. It? It's in Adams Morgan. I watched it alone. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I know. I watched it. fucking jumbo slice? Afterwards. No, I didn't. Uh, we lost. So I watched the football game alone uh, the day after my birthday uh, <laughs> because I didn't want to bring my fiance there because she just laughs at me whenever the Bears fuck up. So I just watched the football game alone uh, feeling like a real piece of shit. So, no, I'd rather watch things alone. I think – do you have a lot of gay friends? Um, medium amount of both types of friends in D.C. But none of them are football fans. Straight and gay, none of them are football but what fans. About, but do your queens like Drag Race? Uh, everyone that I talk to about Drag Race seems to be in Chicago or New York. Really? Yeah. Because you need to watch with queens because I know to keep quiet. Well, and you'll get like a wow. I watched the finale with queens last season, but that was good. Because, but everyone was there for it. And I want to turn on actual fans or actual friends of mine onto Drag Race. Right. Not meet a new set of friends to watch Drag Race. Right. They, I went to watch it in a bar here, and um, it was packed. It's like the official, yeah. like, whatever. And But there were a bunch of the queens there. So that was fun. That's cool. Yeah, but, like, it was the same thing. It was, like, so crowded and you couldn't really pay attention. Yeah, and, and I know it's, I'm very selfish when it comes to Drag Race. Yeah. It's like a good film to me. Yeah. Well, um, this segment's gone on about four times longer than any segment we've ever done. I completely. You're welcome. I'm very happy with it, uh, I, and uh, I've learned absolutely nothing I actually asked for. That's my fault, and we talked about everything that was actually fun. Yeah. People can read your stuff on Vice Win. Um, it, my column's called Tube Steak. Um, it's once a week. Like it usually goes up Tuesday or Wednesday. You also write for Hollywood.com. Are you happier with that than you were in April? 
Because um, in April, you're like, don't go to it. Um, yeah, well, we've been trying to relaunch it. It was supposed to relaunch in June, and it still hasn't relaunched. So it's hopefully in January, and then it will be nice and pretty, and then you can go. Oh, but my stuff is still wonderful. All right. Now, uh, I think people should just follow you on Twitter. That's yes, the easiest that's way. the best way to find me. Your name? At Brian J. Moylan. Um, Kim Zolciak of The Real Housewives of Atlanta now follows me as of today. Thank you. Hold your applause. None of you people fucking care. I hate no, you. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna ever no, go this on. Isn't, you are not. I'm, I'm. But you are not my people. I'm getting back on that motherfucking seven train. Take a cab home. You get roadhead. I wish. All you gotta I could do give is roadhead. Hey, here we go. Oh my god, cab drivers in New York will totally try to get you to suck their dick. Well, not you, but me. That why would you have to close with mean stuff? Well, I didn't mean you because you're not attractive. I meant you because you're not but gay, uh, as obviously as I am in my fucking pink black shoes. I look like I'm an uncle that's questioning sexuality. <laughs> I know what I look like. <laughs> you look like an uncle who's questioning his sobriety. I knew you would be able to, like, hurt me. <laughs> I say it out of love. No, you don't. I kid because I love. Bullshit. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorites, Brian Moylan, everybody. This never-ending show at the Creek in the Cave is going to close uh, with a little chat with my actual old friend. Not old physically, but... Yeah, you'll get a mic. What are you drinking first, Blue Moon? It looks Blue Moony. Ooh, magic hat. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the very talented Ned Hepburn, everybody. Ned. Hi. Uh, Ned, you are currently on the show. You are closing out the three-year anniversary set of shows. Holy shit, really? That's why I wanted you here. You were one of the first guests we ever had about four years ago before the show went I live. Was. You are still the only person that has ever done the show. You're bringing it up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who made me pull the episode. I did. Now, I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Are you happy I pulled that episode? Yeah. I'm going to drink some of your beers. Okay? Go, no, go for it. Thank it's, you. That's what it's there for. Oh, thanks, man. Absolutely. You're not good at filling dead air. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's an audio podcast. <laughs> I know. At the time, <laughs> at the time, you were freelancing. You were sort of acting. When I say sort of, it's oh, not God. like you're not an actor. I'm just saying because you were like between L.A. and Chicago and New York. You were traveling a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, you weren't really sure what you were doing. And in the past four years... Um, you've gone from like uh, sort of like wandering soul type hipster, which is fair to say, because uh, That's the, the name of my album, my spoken word. Because album. you say things like that. <laughs> the last time uh, y- you and I hung out for more than like 24 hours in New York, um, the the roof of your apartment caved in two weeks later. That's true. So that's what a hipster lives in. Fucking terrifying. In the past year. You've uh, started work as a full-time editor-at-large at at Death and Taxes. Yes. You still look thin thin and svelte. Thanks. You're wearing boots that only the cast of kids could wear. I actually actually beat up Colin Farrell for these. See? That's a good reference. That's actually what happened. Um, Your favorite film franchise has come back with a vigor. James Bond. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. See? Everything's coming up net. It is. Yeah. That's why you're on the show. We've got to end with positivity. 2013. Now, do you think the world's going to end in a few yet. weeks? Do I think the world's going to end in, in a few weeks? Serious questions. Um, I, hope it re- I really hope it doesn't. It'd be really weird if it just kind of came in, like, uh, in a very, I don't know. Like in one of those uh, weird... You use your Twitter. words every day to write. 
Yeah. Let's use them to then speak. Then I can edit myself. There we go. Okay. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, that didn't work. And then I can uh, I can rewrite it. Unlike yeah. Unlike a live performance. Yeah. All right. So it's like a dolphin on land, and by that I mean beautiful. It's totally true. Go on. I like making fun of you know, to your right. face. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? No, it works. It really does. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How's your love life? Um, it's working. Is it? It's out. It's out there. Is it? It truly is. Are you getting head in cabs? Um, I'm getting head outside of cabs. Really? Sometimes. Keep going. Um, it happens and then it finishes. That's and cool. Then I'm, then I'm happy. That's cool, man. And that's all that really matters is what I've realized in life. Do I need to learn that to live in New York? To get head in cabs? Sure. Giving or taking? Both. Um, I'd say if you're giving head in a cab, you're not happy. Why? Like, hey, no, hey. No, 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 no. Like, that, that's, 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 a, that's a huge sweeping generalization. Stop holding the mic like you're an indie band. You hold it like an adult. You're holding it like a cigarette of someone that's like 80 that's definitely going to die of lung cancer. That's just, you're just fine with it. It's over here. Now it's over here. No, it's great. It's well, so record good. like the who in Quadrophenia because apparently we have four ears. Okay, so. You're wearing a fucking cardigan. One laugh. That wasn't a laugh. That, four. No, that was a boo. Uh, no one's wearing a cardigan. No, people love my cardigans. They do. I, I, it's a unanimous vote. I detested it. Hold the mic like an adult. Like that? Like, yeah. Sure. That, okay. Like, close to your mouth. This is really good on an audio podcast, Brandon. We're doing mic I'm tips. Working. We've yeah. n- we'll never be able to conduct the interview you want to conduct. It's not going to happen. Can I like a Kenny Rogers lean? That's actually great. You're, that's the perfect way. Like this? Yes. Like I'm going to tell a story? Yeah, tell a story. Go. Grow a mustache? Yeah, go. You give me a fucking subject. No! When are you going to do the whole, like, like, how did you get to New York? Like, blah, blah, blah. You talked about that outside. Yeah, we did. But then you came up here and decided to hold the mic like a prop. <laughs> so, I did want to talk Thanks, about that. brother Brandon. Are you saying that, like, we're religious? Yes. That's cool. That's cool. Are you religious? No. What are your beliefs in the afterlife? Um, I think y'all, I think everything just kind of How much money do you make? Um, not enough to answer How many question. sexual partners have you had? Um, 11. Are you clean? <laughs> yes. Ha, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the butt? Um, wait, hang on. What are your thoughts on... Can I have on, 30 seconds? What are your, Can I pace? No. What are your thoughts on back? the brat? On, wait, what was the question? God damn it. it you only said worked. butt. You said what? No, something? I said butt, and then I said da brat. Da brat? Jesus, like, you need to go with the ant. Like, never mind. I don't know. That was so fucking... That was what? Like, some kind of shitty Pitchfork review, dude. Like, come on. Help me out. Speaking Seriously. of shitty Pitchfork review, didn't we ever go to Pitchfork together? That seems like something we would have done. We did. I'm holding my phone again like this because I like it. But, um, we did. Did we? I think we did. We had a good time, didn't we, Ned? I met, um, what's her name? She was a really bad MC, and then she was, like, really Oh, fuck! Um, Lady, Lady Sav? Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. I drank all her vodka that night. Because she left, because she had and someone's leaving. Because you of the story. showed her. That's exactly. Yeah, I did. I drank all of the, her vodka. That's and it was cool. Amazing. That's, That's a story. cool. That's a cool story, Ned. It is. What brought you to New York? Um, honestly, it was, I was drinking with some comedian friends in LA. And like what you friends? Said, it was, what uh, names? Give me well, names. I was, was ping ponging around, like doing the whole couch surfing thing or whatever. No idea what the fuck I was going to do. And um, I was drinking with uh, Kyle Kinane. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a we great, know who Kyle is. He's a good, he's a good Move guy. on. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. That was a dick thing to say. Kyle is a what hilarious is a dick man. Thing that you say, 
Brandon. So you're a good guy. I'm all right. See? You're drinking like with Kyle Kinane. Keep I going. I like my earlier stuff better. I, I was, uh, it was uh, Kyle Kinane, Paul Jay, and uh, my friend Eric Martin, who does This American Wife now, like, full-time. Cool. And, yeah, so we were drinking, and we are having, like, a whole, like, you know, what are you going to do in five years? Because that's what happens after you have, like, seven beers. You have that whole, like, fuck it, I'm going to learn about everyone in the room. Yeah. And um, That's the foundation of all the podcasts I've ever pretty done. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's how I met you. Um, and, yeah, like, basically... My answer was like, I'm going to go to New York, blah. And, then, and when and then, was and then this? And I had a shot. And this was 2000 and late 2010. And then I moved out here February 2011. My friend Paul J, he's a comedian. He's on the show. He's fucking brilliant. Okay. Um, he, sa- he bet me $50. He like, I bet you $50 you won't do it. Did and he pay you? He has not paid me yet. Teaching us that what? Don't trust comics. Don't trust them. They're awful people. They're bad. They're bad at being. They're humans. the worst human beings. They can't finish anything. Not even fifty dollars. Really, Paul? No, not even fifty dollars. You cheap fuck. That's like no. That's nothing. Couldn't do, it. Couldn't do it. What a piece of shit. He's a fucking asshole. So I'll get this I'm guy on the show. He's a face. funny dude. He's yeah. a real piece of shit though. Like he don't, really is. Don't trust him with money. If he votes for office, no. Everything's bad about him. Votes for the office, the TV show. Yes. Have you seen the new season? No. It's really because good. I like my eyes. No, it's really good. No, it's no, terrible. Dude. No, the, the the credit sequence, the end credit sequence, was uh, Dwight and Angela asking Toby. I don't know who the fuck that is. Why would I want to know who that is? Stop pretending that you don't know who don't, the basic characters. I don't know. I, I, I don't, of a I show don't. that won no, okay, multiple no, just, Emmy no, Awards. This is an audio podcast. Here's my impression of Dwight. Every fucking like thing that he does. So you know who he is. Like, no, you know shut who up. he is. That's your whole fucking thing. You don't listen. Can listen to this? I don't listen. He might. Rain Wilson this is very like plugged in. I love this. What, go on? Uh, it, it, the last scene of the most recent episode of The Office is Angela and Dwight asking Toby, the human relations guy, how gay men have sex. Is that how it's going now? Like, it's so fucking happening? great. Uh, it, he, Has the show just gone into this just like weird? Yeah, they don't give a fuck anymore. Like, it's amazing. coven of conversation. What's wrong with witches' covens? They're, they can't vote. Why are you trying to rock the vote so hard? We just had an election. Because witches can't vote. Witches ain't shit. <laughs> That's cute. One guy. That's Maybe. cute. Stop counting. You're never going to get above five. It doesn't matter. Okay. An only child. I count So the you lives. moved here in 20, early 2011. It, yeah. Things are going well. They're going... Uh, they're, actually, the first year was fucking terrible. Yeah, it was. It was genuinely terrible. I remember you, 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 you visited my apartment, and you were like, ha, and then you left, and then left, and we drank a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was kind of fun, It was actually. great. That we was miss good it. Time. Good times, it good beers, good. good bros. And I wrote your yearbook. We wrote yearbooks. And, and, yeah, it was so good. Yeah. I was happy. And then... And then, and actually, the, almost a year to the week, I got hired full-time at the place I was interning at, at Death and Taxes, and now I am editor at large, which is amazing. That is so great, man. No, it's really, really cool. And, um, you, and it's an actually, it's a publication where you can tell people, and you're not a Shame. Can, can I tell you a story? That Please this, do. This is, a, this is a genuine story for. Uh, quick side. Uh, I've been trying to sell this to the big company for years. Uh, just one man shaving, needle in the hay plane by Elliot Smith. That's just it. <laughs> it's perfect. It's a multi use razor. It doesn't have to just be for your face. <laughs> I like that. I know. I'm I very like smart. Okay. Tell your story. I'm having some of the beer. No, you don't. About? You are the guest. I forgot. You, we had such you a just good said time. I want to tell the story. Oh, I've got a story. Hi. Um, so no, like, I, the thing about the editor at large position, if you will, was uh, well. Thanks for taking a picture. Um, I don't know. I wrote this thing, and uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been working this job for a few months, and, and all that kind of shit. 
And uh, I'm not going to lie, and my, my boss might be listening, but it's kind of a thing of just, it was one of those weeks where you're just writing about, blah, like, you know, what's Lindsay Lohan doing? Yeah, this? you got a deadline, you got to put, like, something, gotta out put there. something out there or whatever. And uh, the next day I kind of realized that, like, I've got three hours to kill. I wrote, like, two shitty fucking, just, like, you know, went on fark.com uh, and then just you know, fark.com and then just wrote, like, a bunch of shit and whatever. And then I sat there for three hours, and I'm like, what do I really want to write about? And one of the guys that I was uh, really hugely influenced by is this guy called Glenn O'Brien. Uh, he was the first original editor of uh, Interview Magazine. Like, Andy Warhol picked him to, mm-hmm. to do uh, editor editor there. Um, he's an, he writes style guy now in, for GQ. He's, 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 he's like a fucking luminary. It's one of those things that like, I remember being like 17, 18, 19, like reading his shit and just being like, this is fucking great. And like, this is like, uh, uh, not to sound cocky or whatever, but this is like how I think. It's, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was amazing. It was completely blew my mind. And um, I, I sitting there and I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck to write about. So I just kind of started writing about like Glenn O'Brien and I'm just like, look, I brought up like reading this guy's stuff and it's really really cool blah 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 and I, I sent the article to the editor Alex Alex Moore and um and he's like yeah let's publish it let's run with it run, it, run with it at one o'clock and I'm like cool and um yeah I, I put it on the Twitter I did like a little at reply I'm just like with his his Twitter thing which I think like 2,000 people follow more people should follow it's Lord Rochester at Twitter all everyone now right now is I'll put, doing it, that on I'll, the put it, I'll put it in the podcast description. Unbelievable. I'll link to it. And, uh, yeah, like, I sent it to him, and he ended up doing, like, a, you know, thank you very much. He ended up following me, and now it's kind of like a fucking – he follows, like, 50 people, and, like, I'm one of them, which was, like, really cool. It's like a guy that I grew you up – You got validation from one of your idols. No, like, and he he actually picked the title – he made up the title editor at large because he was editor at High Times Magazine in the late 70s and was so fucking, like, apparently – I don't know if this is slander or whatever, but he was, like, so high all the time he just never <laughs> showed up for work. So he's, like, at large. So people call up and say, like, you know, where's Glenn? And they'd be like, he's at large. Waka waka. And then it became editor at large. So is he your boss? No. But it was one of those things where, like, when they said at Death and Taxes, what do you, what do you oh, job okay. title want to be? And I'm like, editor at large immediately. And it went from that to that. And it's great because yeah, um, it's you, cool. you do get to be high all the time because you don't work in an true. office. Yeah. I am, I'm like a fucking living Garfield. It's ridiculous. That's great. You should totally be fatter. True. I should. But yeah. Then I, yeah. Do you work out? I do now. What do you do? What's I, your regimen? I, I, I Fuck, let's talk about it. Let's think about it. Everyone wants to fucking learn about it. Let's do this it. This is legendary shit. This is like Lenny Bruce, but better. And he's figuring out life. Um, no, it's, no, this it's, is pretty much exactly like Lenny Bruce. Yeah, this is pretty much it. Yeah. And the, uh, the drinking. Um, I felt weird just saying that. Anyway, but he... Um, it's basically 25 minutes of fucking stationary bike and then not... That's it? Yeah. That's much all it. you do? Yeah, and then not eating. That's it. Like, fuck you, man. No, it's, it's crazy, man. I dropped 25 fucking pounds. It was insane. I hate you. I was like Parliament Chunkadelic for like six months. That was your biggest laugh, by the no, way. It was. It was. It was pure. It was from the heart. You it told the was. truth. That's connected to the greater population. I did a Connect Four. See? I got zero. I don't know. It's, it's jazz, man. We just do what we want. Oh, shut the fuck up. Is that how we're going to close it? Yeah, this is how we're going to close it. Me yelling, angry shut the fuck up. That's your, that's your comic persona. Is angry. Look at your you fucking know cardigan. You know what's sad? It's not a comic persona. No, it's you just like, you like beat up uh, Mr. Rogers to get that cardigan. He's one of my idols. I want to be more like Mr. Rogers. Let's go over this. Three yeah, things. There is the third year of the live show. This is how we're going to end the show. You give oh, me three oh. ways for me to improve the show. Honestly. Seriously? Completely serious. Can I pace for 30 minutes and then come back to the stage? 
30 seconds. Can we play Freebird, the intro, and then I come back into chorus? Tony, do you have Freebird up? Freebird? Free do you have Freebird? That would be amazing for everyone Do you have Freebird on the computer? Shots the room. Or turn the page, just the sax solo? No, we don't have to do this. Uh, I, I'm looking for it now. <laughs> you keep looking. We'll keep chatting. Chat show! Yeah, man. This, we'll figure it out. And then, oh, shit. Here we go. Yeah, keep oh, it low, about it. and we'll just rap over it, man. It's just it's important time to rap. Oh, yeah, quick yeah, yeah. side note. On the way back from the Philadelphia show we did on Wednesday night, yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy named Sean Gray was in the car with us. Uh, he freestyle rapped over to a- over Ava Adore. Oh. It was really deep. We that's, had a lot to think about. That's impressive. It kind of put things into perspective. Can, can I say something to you? I'm actually, I'm really, it's really cool that your show's been on for three years, actually. I'm not to sound weird, but like I've seen you, your, your, your talent grow. And I've gone really from like a cool. one to a three Shut out of ten. Shut the fuck up. It's a compliment train, and I'm, you're going to get on it and go to another place. <laughs> No, seriously, like, dude, like, like, I remember, like, you in, in your, in your, sh- in, sorry, your shitty apartment in, in Chicago, yeah. and being grumpy as fuck, just sitting there, being like, Boo, tell me about Columbia. <laughs> My name's Brandon, and Boo. and you can't see the, you can't see the face that I'm doing because it's a fucking audio podcast, but it was. You could kind of see it by the way yeah, he said like, it. Like, it was like, pretty like, apt. Droopy dog, like, like, they don't want to be here. Bleh. It's like, let's just Brandon, chill out. I'm saying that multiple times. That's close enough. Fuck it. fucking lines of cocaine. That's okay. Is that going to be one of your three tips for the show? Yeah, no, that's one of the lines. Is everyone should do cocaine before the show. Really Me cool. too, or just <laughs> I already <laughs> talk really fast. I know it's good. Uh, I was nervous, and I'm not nervous. Yeah, okay. Um, Give me three tips. Uh, three tips, Thomas. Did it. I think that when you, uh, I don't want to cite the, 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 the first dude or whatever, but when you Ben. That guy? Ben? Yeah, can I, can, I, can I do that? Yeah. I thought he was funny in a, in a, in a way that might not have translated. Um, Ooh, don't critique the guy. No, 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 me, no, no, buddy. Like, no, no, like, I, no, on a, on, a, on a thing, and uh, you, you, had to, you had to see it, and it was one of those things. I'm not getting on that. I know that I'm not a fucking perfect whatever. Um, but when you when you have someone like someone like that, like yes. you let them kind of take over the, the whole thing. You need to take a page from David Letterman's book a little bit and just be like. <laughs> and like you know, just kind of rib it a little bit. And like whatever. Look at this guy. So you're saying you I should have? I should have like, asked him if he's afraid of success earlier in the interview. Yeah, you should have. I mean, it'd be kind of good. Yeah, it was yeah. a little bit Crispin Glover in the beginning. Yeah, that's I liked the guy. I, I want to say that again because he might beat me up outside. He's a pretty strong, bro. The what? He's, a big, he's a good strong bro. He is. I saw him. He was yeah, like, it was like Bob from Twin Peaks. I was like, oh shit, like a oh, size man. Isn't Bob like the best? I, I've seen some of it. I, I watch it really fucking high, so like I don't know. Rewatch that show. It's I, fantastic. I got it. I got to watch the second season. Again. You only uh, have six more minutes of Skinner to figure. St- I think this is Skinner. Okay. Two two more things. Please um, stop critiquing the other guests. Uh, what was surprising? The first one was just like you know take more uh, a little bit more uh, ownership over like the uh, space or something like that. The second one would be. Uh, uh, you're one of the few people that. that, that and I'm formulating this as one fucking saying it. This is like Thanksgiving. Um, that makes no sense. No, it's like being at a family reunion and I've got to say something interesting. It's like, oh, hey, or like fucking went to Starbucks. I mean, like, whatever. Um, you need uh, to... I think you need to travel more, I think, a little bit. You need to travel more? Like travel more to do the show or I just in life? I think you should do the fucking show in Phoenix or something like that. There's something like Bumblefuck Town where you don't know anybody. I do that I do that in Philly. I don't know anybody in Philly. Yeah, but it's Philly. What does that mean? That's Phoenix to me. Philly's like the Kathy Griffin Wait, of towns. So you're saying it's supposed to go to Phoenix? 
Yeah, you should just go to like some like fucking place where you don't know anybody and be like, I'm Brandon Weatherby. Hala, hala, hala. And then, and then that's apparently a religious saying. <laughs> but you should do it anyway because you'd be happy. Okay, what's the last tip? I'm not going to talk to anyone when I go out the stage. No, you're not. No, I'm everyone's going to be exhausted. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, the third one, um, learn to love. Learn, learn to, to love. That's a fair statement. That's I've a good seen, statement. Not to, uh, not to sound like a, a, a weirdo, but like I've seen you around uh, and your lovely fiance. Yeah, she's great. I think there's definitely a balance between. I think you need to do like one part fucking um, uh, a little bit. You need a little bit more David Letterman in your, in your stick a little bit. You, you definitely need like uh, you're, you're halfway there on that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and I think the last part of it is you're very fuck. You're whatever. You're a very human dude. You're very. Uh, your guy. I love that we're talking over what is essentially the soundtrack to Roadhouse. Um, that was your biggest laugh. There we go. Thanks, guys. I'm going to have to visit my blog. Ha. Um, but no, like, I mean, you're, you're, very, you're a very human guy, and you need to, uh, I don't know, not to sound like a... Are you telling me to be more fake? No, no, not at all. You're a very human dude, and I think you need to let that out. Listen, I like to lock the gates. I like to make it weird. You, you, your, your opening monologue was was was, 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 was wiping your hair and all that kind of shit, dude. I've seen you make eggs in the morning, pissed off. Like just you know, <laughs> like imagine you're fucking talking to like my sorry drunk ass. Miss you a Meryl Bush, you yellow never fast. But you were getting a bet. Y'all remember then when you did like in, in your opening monologue, man. That doesn't make any sense. That is on uh, record, which is French for recording. I just realized, I just said that I had sex in your mouth. You didn't have sex in your mouth. So we have a new year. It's like we were talking. I've been this way out. Wait, what? Well, I was in my bedroom. I did. Yes. It are many cocks, mats, and issues, and they're forever for voices. All right. You can edit this, right? I'm not going to, because it's going to fuck up the continuity of the song. No, man, it's all good. We paid for the rights. It's like fucking jazz, man. Let's do it again. That's Whatever, true. man. All right, Death and Taxes can be found where? At deathandtaxesmag.com. Your Twitter handle is? Ned Hepburn. I've got a, uh, I think I've got a book coming out next year, which is kind of gnarly. That's cool. It is kind of cool. Thanks, Ned. You could enjoy it. Uh, dude, uh, congratulations on three years. You're a fucking amazing person. Thank you, Tony. You played a song when we asked you to. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Good sound guy.